ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I wasn't talking about politics, but a woman in the back said, uh, did you vote for Donald Trump? And I said, what do you think? Uh, also, why would you ask me that, knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? <laughs> and then she said, I can tell by your jokes that you voted for Donald Trump, or that you voted for Joe Biden. And I said, I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to, that you voted for Donald Trump. Which and was then, perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then her husband threw a high noon at me. Um, and then it, it missed, obviously, because I'm <laughs> capable of speaking still. Um, yeah. And then I picked it up and I drank the rest of it. The, um, yeah, the most baller move I've ever seen in my life. It was and the I, only move. I, mean, I maybe, but I feel like ninety nine percent of the people who that happened to would that would not have been the move. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But it's like, what am I gonna throw it back? And everybody just sees how weak I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's the that's the truth. Like you said, you might not be talking because for anybody who has it, it hit the wall hard. It did. Yeah, it was it was a hard throw. It was a very hard throw. Yeah, he didn't lob it to you like here, have a drink. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't like a Ted Cruz at a parade throw. It was, um, there was there was some spirit behind it. Definitely some ill intent behind that thing. Welcome, fellow lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Hey, fellow Lushes, welcome back to another episode of Dimples in the Beard. We are talking with Ariel Elias on this episode. Ariel is a stand-up comic who uh, said the wrong thing in the wrong place, and somebody decided to throw a fucking can of high noon at her head. Luckily, they missed, but she, uh, like a baller, picked that thing up and finished it. So if you haven't seen the viral clip, go on and check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's She handled it perfectly. Couldn't have done anything better. It's the greatest baller move of all time. And we're going to talk to her. What's your question? Did you vote for Donald Trump? Did I vote for Donald Trump? What do you think? No. Okay. Here's a question for you. Why would you ask me that in here, knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? If it makes you feel any better, I vote in New York. My vote doesn't matter there. It doesn't matter here either. It doesn't matter, guys. Guys, everybody vote for whoever you want to vote. I don't, I don't care who you voted for. I'm just happy we're all here together. So you voted for Biden. I don't know. Why does it matter? Yeah. So what? Why does it matter? I can just tell by your jokes you voted for Biden. All right. I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Trump. 
do that oh jesus before we do that how are you feeling this morning before you do that we'd appreciate it if you go like subscribe give us a follow leave us a comment that's the best thing you could do please comment comment comments come on down call us a couple of fan shamers you know call us whatever you want we are fan shamers <laughs> i got fan sh- i got called a fan shamer i apologize to that blue october fan who will never see this but i did not mean to fan shame you girl the fuck up i didn't even know it was a thing <laughs> And shame. So uh, this week, our friends at Galaxy Treats. New best friends. New best friends at Galaxy Treats sent us some Delta 8 THC gummies. Starberry flavor, and they are delicious. And it's uh, it's their wonderful fruity flavors that sets them apart it does, from all the other competitors. It does set them apart. All the competitors that you've had before. Yes. Uh consistency being the key with gummies anybody who consumes gummies knows that uh it can be a wild ride sometimes i consumed uh three nights this week and had three very consistent very chill mellow highs they were great i love them i love the flavor and they get two big thumbs up from the beard i did did, when did you have yours i did my um testing this morning okay and this guy gives it two thumbs up also. Yeah, I wonder why. They're very, um, they were delicious. That's important. And um, did you lick the sugar off first? You said you were going to do that. I did. I just popped it in. Okay. I didn't think, it was, I got to become an expert. This is, this is, this is, I didn't do three nights in a row, just the one. So it works for a newbie too. It works for a newbie. So there you go. Two big thumbs up from both of us here at Cocktails with Dimples and the Beard. Go. Galaxy Treats. GalaxyTreats.com. Okay. Never keep a pretty lady waiting. Without further ado, Ariel Elias. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? So good. Thank you so much. Yeah. No problem. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna apologize for this guy right away. We nope. have. A, yep. We have a. We have a little partnership with a gummy THC Delta Eight gummy c- company, and we were supposed to do reviews. And he decided he'd take his today. So <laughs> if he seems a little, <laughs> a little, a little weird, a little slow on the get up yet, by the way, we are drinking some high noons just in your honor. You don't... Oh, thank you so much. There you go. You probably won't, but <laughs> we're not giving you nightmares, are we? <laughs> no, 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 no flashbacks. No PTSD, we... flashbacks. Yeah. I swear we won't throw them at the computer screen or anything. <laughs> thank you. That's all I ask. Yeah, My standards yeah. now are very low. Right. <laughs> it's gotten lower since. So we're joined by Ariel Elias. And if you uh, haven't been under a rock, you've seen the clip somewhere because you posted it and I see you. Uh, it's up to almost 7 million views now on TikTok. So Jeez. most of the most of the people who are watching that kind of stuff have seen you get uh, a high noon can thrown at you by a douchebag. Yeah, douchebag. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a that's the right word. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So for those who haven't seen it or, you know, I'm, I'm sure by now we're, you, you know, you're kind of sick of talking about it, but if you want to give us kind of the, the shortened version of it, then we can get on to other things. Sure. I was doing a show in South Jersey, which is a terrible idea. I now know. Um, highly, highly recommend staying out of South Jersey. It's a very weird place. Um, and in the middle of my set, um, I sometimes I do this thing where sometimes I'm like, does anybody have any questions just to because like we have to post all these clips and stuff. And yeah, right. Work is king. And I'm not that it's it's like not a thing that comes naturally to me. So well, it looks like it this night. <laughs> I'm really good when I have an enemy. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I got into comedy because I just like kept coming up with like comebacks in middle school for people who are mean to me and then thought of them four years later. So um <laughs> so a woman in the back, I wasn't talking about politics, but a woman in the back said, uh, did you vote for Donald Trump? And I said, What do you think? Uh also, why would you ask me that knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? <laughs> And then she said, I can tell by your jokes that you voted for Donald Trump or that you voted for Joe Biden. And I said, I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to, that you voted for Donald Trump. Which and was then, perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then her husband threw a high noon at me. Um, and then it, it missed, obviously, because I'm <laughs> capable of speaking still. Um, yeah. And then I picked it up and I drank the rest of it. The, um, yeah, The most baller move I've ever seen in my life. It was can the I only move. I maybe, but I feel like uh, 99% of the people who that happened to would that would not have been the move. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But it's like, what am I going to throw it back? And everybody just sees how weak I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the, that's the truth. Like you said, you might not be talking because for anybody who has it, it hit the wall hard. It did. Yeah, it was it was a hard throw. It was a very hard throw. Yeah, he didn't lob it to you like, here, have a drink. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't like a Ted Cruz at a parade throw. It was, um, there was there was some spirit behind it. Definitely some ill intent behind that thing. So I've heard you talk about it a little bit. These people had been there for like prior to the show and. So yeah, the bar, the club is BYOB, um, which like being in South Jersey, also a terrible idea, um, but I get it. Uh, and they got there like before we got there and just had like cases of high noon. High noon. Um, they were there for a, for a birthday party that was Mexico themed, <laughs> uh, which entailed them wearing fake mustaches, um, oh. you know. Was was anybody like Mexicans? Was anybody at the birthday party Mexican or was not? It was just the not theme. Like, not in an obvious way. Sometimes okay. you're like, I don't know, Louis C.K. is Mexican, so you never know. That's true. But, That's true. But no, not in any way that was like discernible. And then they also had sombreros, but the owner told them they couldn't wear those because this establishment has rules. <laughs> no hats, did, but did they throw... get kicked out then right away? <laughs> they walked out. They left. Oh, they just left on their own? Like he, yeah, he, the guy threw the beer and then, or the high noon, and then they, they walked out. Okay. Wow. So they the just, rest they... Of the party stayed though. Well, that's good. I that's... know. Did, did they, were they um, cordial to you, the rest of the party? The rest of the party was so nice. One guy just gave me 20 bucks. Um... <laughs> just his guilty conscience was like, yeah. my friend's a douchebag. Yeah, Here you go. Basically. Paying for my friend. Yeah, you, you probably should have said that you're going to need to pay a little more. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, every, not... Everybody else in their group was was wonderful and apologetic and, and kind. That's good. That's good. I'm... So was your what was your thought to uh, run off stage? I mean, is ever that ever into your head? Like this guy's meat, you know? 
no maybe it should have been maybe the smart thing would have been to like leave the stage i'm not great at like um knowing when to leave (laughs) you know i'll just be like wow that party was really fun and they're like they wanted you to go four hours ago ready for bed um but no it just like didn't occur i was just like i'll just do the rest of my set also i had i had stickers to sell that were like the merch that i sell is based on my closing joke so i was like well i gotta get to that (laughs) right if you're gonna make any sales yeah i hope and i hope those people made up for i mean i hope that table bought like everything you have that's what you know (laughs) what you need is to get this guy at one of your shows he will buy everything he loves a merch table so i'm addicted It's fun. I love every time I go on the road now. I I try to get a I try to buy a magnet. Okay. From like the place that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh how many how many states have you hit? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. A lot. Have you have you we're in Wisconsin. I know you do some writing for uh Kristen. Kristen um, Bry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um have you ever been to Wisconsin? No, and I've actually never so Kristen is now like one of my very good friends. Like okay. we were at each other's Zoom weddings and like we we check in a lot. Um, but we have never actually met in person. Okay. All right. Did you both get married during the pandemic? Is that why they yeah. were Zoom? Okay. All right. It's like Zoom weddings. This is a new thing. I've <laughs> it's a it's a way it's the best way to go if you're because I'm like not a planner. <laughs> there um, you go. And I don't really like big gatherings of people even before this. Um, so yeah, Zoom wedding. You don't have to pay for anybody's dinner and people still send you money. You don't like oh, big, perfect. You don't like big <laughs> gatherings of people unless you're standing in front of them telling jokes. Correct. <laughs> but not if I'm having to like be sincere and tell them about my love. That's true. That is a tough room, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get the oh, you feel like you did something wrong. Yeah, so, right. So yeah, so back to this club, because I just want to, this club has, like he asked about running off stage, like the club, the logo on the on the sign is a gun and some bullet holes, which is very interesting to me for a comedy club. <laughs> is this strictly a comedy club or is it like a bar yeah. and grill where they do it's a, it's a comedy club with food. Like okay. Have, right. It's the restaurant. But yeah, that's what they do. So comedy is the main business. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I heard from the guy who designed that logo, reached out to me on Instagram and he was like hey i'm really sorry i know it kind of sends the wrong message but this was you know however many years ago and i just i took it because i had to pay rent oh hell yeah that's okay man i was there because i had to pay rent you know it's okay yeah we all have to pay rent do what you gotta do man weird he felt bad for something he did years ago yeah (laughs) yeah that's okay i mean look i think it was nice yeah i think we'd all be better off if we apologize for things that we did 15 years ago that's, that's true there's plenty of it yeah there's plenty of it um so okay so you've never you've never been to wisconsin you gotta you gotta get here we got a nice uh we have a nice club we're in appleton wisconsin and got a, a nice club up here so and i know skyline uh, yeah a lot of club. a lot of comedians yeah. seem to like comedy on state down in madison seems to be a very popular one too so yeah i'm working on it yeah yeah <laughs> i sit you're are you uh i see there's a show on your calendar back in new jersey soon are you it's not the same place, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'll be at uh, Catch a Rising Star in Princeton. Okay, okay. Is that compl- in a completely different area? Just as a total naive, I'm not on the East Coast. It's still South Jersey, but, you know, it's okay. Princeton. Okay, well, let's hope it's the same party different. isn't there. No, I don't think they would be. <laughs> I don't think they're they're interested in coming back. <laughs> and ever since this took off, you've had a lot of attention. Seems like you're making your rounds, joining us. Yeah, Thank you. Hello. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah. 
definitely starting the media downfall is happening you're now on our podcast so (laughs) (laughs) you went from good morning america to yeah to cocktails with dimples in the beard but well maybe in a few weeks we'll see that there was a scandal between you two that you were actually in having a torrid affair is that what your post was about yesterday because i did (laughs) not i'm like i should know what this means but i have no clue so two of the good morning america people are apparently having an affair yeah oh i I, nope i didn't get it either yeah, I didn't. I mean, I was like, there must be something going on there you between the, two of them. The ones that were there interviewing you? Yes, two, <laughs> two of them, yeah. <laughs> two of them. Wow. Well, because there's three, there's three hosts. Yeah. Sure, sure. I don't. Maybe all three of them. Watch Good Morning America. I apologize, so. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and I loved your, your appearance on Sherry, but I, I mm-hmm. the very end. She I, was fun. I didn't think she was going to let you go. She held your hand for a long, long time. I was like, is she ever going to let her go? This is starting to get awkward even for me. <laughs> Afterwards, she was like, is it okay that I held your hand? I don't know. Maybe you're a germaphobe. And I was like, no, no, it's very nice. Thank yeah. You. No, it was sweet. I just, it was like, this is this is a long, this is a long handhold. It was a long handhold. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband and I don't hold hands because he has like freakishly long arms. So it's always like too far. His hands are, too are off. down for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not used to holding hands with anybody. Well, you handled it. You did well. I handled it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Puns intended. Puns intended. Oh, there. <laughs> so, uh, so how did you, uh, how'd you get your start in comedy? I know you grew up in in Kentucky as a Jew, a Jewish person. So I'm assuming that's kind of where maybe some of it started. You said something about middle school and. Yeah, it really. I mean, the first time I did stand up was when I was living in New Orleans. I oh, okay. was. Uh, I went to Tulane, and then I was like graduating into the recession and my degree meant nothing so I was just sort of I I, you know I had started working at a library and it was right when podcasts came out okay and a lot of the podcasts were comedians podcasts and they they would talk about how if you wanted to do stand-up you just went you just did it yeah and I was like oh like I and I had never at that point I had never seen live comedy um but I looked up an open mic and there was one the next night and so I wrote some stuff down that night and I I went the next night with a couple of my roommates and then I was like that was the best that was so fun I want to I want to keep doing and I and I knew I was bad at it but I felt like I could get good so the first night did the first night go poorly did you kind of bomb or were you no the first night went well because I think your first time you have so much blind confidence (laughs) right because you've never once you bomb and you're like oh, that was awful. And that's a possibility every time I go up. Oh, no. Yeah. But that first time, like the fear hasn't really kicked in. Like you're just excited or I was just excited. Yeah. Yeah. So I I know there's not much of a, is there much, there's not much of a comedy scene in New Orleans, is there? There's a scene. Is there? Okay. It's different. I mean, there's no club. Okay. So that, which is, it's a weird, many people have tried to open a comedy club in New Orleans and many people have failed because um, yeah not... you would think it would be a I mean you think it'd be a good place for one except for the fact that you're going to be dealing with a lot of crowds like you had in South Jersey <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, problem although... they said everyone will be like that you're Forget right it. right yeah I think New Orleans drunk crowds are better though than like other place drunk crowds because in New Orleans they know how to be drunk like <laughs> they're part of the prof- culture they're just, professional could... drunks yeah the tourists to really stand out <laughs> yeah yes a hundred percent how long did how long did you live in New Orleans eight years oh wow years. okay yeah That's cool. from from 2007 to 2014 oh wow seven years it's a beautiful um, city i haven't been there in a long time but it's beautiful 
I love it so much. I miss yeah. a lot. But there's a there's there's a whole there's a scene there. That's it's all it's all DIY. It's all like in the back of bars and stuff. Okay. But but there's a scene. You and you and Mark Norman, you the the big the big New Orleans comics, huh? Oh, and, and Sean Patton. Sean Patton. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So Mark and Sean had already gone to New York by the time I started. Okay. They would come back a lot. So yeah. so those were like those were the comics who would come back and you would go like oh one day like i want it like that's the aspiration yeah yeah and uh yeah it was a- what, how many what year was that your first appearance um the first time i did stand up was 2011 oh okay so wow you're, you're 10 years on 10 10 11 years under your belt. your belt yeah so that yeah so have you ever had anything even close to that happening to you where you were afraid of a heckler or well, I'm always afraid. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, I've never had anybody like I've never thought that it was like gonna get violent yeah. before. I've had like a couple of people like hate me <laughs> for sure. Sure. Um and I I have thought like I don't wanna like I hope that person just leaves after the show and doesn't hang around. Yeah, yeah. But but no, I've never, people are, most people, I think like we have this notion that like everybody is looking for a fight because like, we are all on the internet. Most people aren't, right. right? Like it's, it's like that thing in fight club when they, when they have to start a fight with somebody and they find it really hard because most people just want to walk away. Yep. Yeah. Most people, when they don't like you, they'll just leave. Maybe they'll yell something out, but like, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I no, nothing had ever come close. Well, that's good. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly hear some stories, and I don't want to say that it's more evident now, but but it seems like it a little bit that there's more of, you know, hecklers that are doing worse things now than they used to. But yeah, I think like we're all on edge right now. Like we went through these really difficult two years of COVID and a racial reckoning and, yeah, yeah. and their constant mass shootings. And so we're all like, we're all edgy. We're yeah. all like jumpy and skittish. Um, So it's not surprising that that's kind of bleeding into everything. Yeah. yeah. Including stand-up. So how was it during the, oh. the during the pandemic? W- w- you couldn't perform. Did you do anything on, like on the to Zoom or anything? I did some Zoom stuff and then once once we realized we could go outside, like outside was safe. Um, I did a lot of shows in parks okay. in New York. But for those first couple of months, like an occasional Zoom thing, but it was really just like trying to fill the time, trying to figure out what to do. And also like it was kind of nice to take a little break because I had never taken a break from stand up in nine years at that point yeah yeah i mean if you've if you've got a little nest egg built and you can afford to take the little break the problem i think for a lot of comics obviously is that nest egg probably wasn't there so yeah but unemployment kind of let us like take a moment there you go yeah and sort of figure out like all right i guess i'm just gonna like bake and do puzzles for a little while (laughs) (laughs) like jigsaw to drown out the sirens that are constantly outside (laughs) our door right right like jigsaw puzzles Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah, yeah. I I do love a good jigsaw puzzle. Are you? Yeah. You, do you have one of those tables for doing them on it? No. I suppose I you're in New York, aren't you? Yeah. You, you probably. Is very <laughs> yeah. yeah I would love to do like a three thousand piece puzzle, but I my our space kind of max out at five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> when did you uh? When did you move to New York? 
I moved was to it, New York in 2014. Was it strictly for comedy? You mm-hmm. just thought the scene there was... Yeah, there came a point in New Orleans where I could do every show there that existed. So it felt like I can either stay here and, you know, be like be happy and live a happy life because I love it in New Orleans. Um, but I think I had a bit too much ambition to be happy. So and I never will be. But um, I moved to New York and <laughs> decided to start over and and get my ass kicked for a few I, years. I love how com- comics just slip that in. Well, yeah, never will be. <laughs> Hold on a minute there. We just we get a leapfrog over that right away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the comic mentality, isn't it? If for you're sure. if you're happy, you can't be funny or something like that. I guess. I think it's just like a lot of us want more and more and more, and yeah. so it's it's hard to to be happy with what we have. Do you think? Do you think for you personally, it would be a struggle? Say say this thing like all of a sudden tomorrow you're playing arenas and you're you know sold out shows you got all the money do you think it would be hard for you to write comedy at that point um i don't know would it be hard for me to write comedy um i mean if you get to kind of the pinnacle you know is this like that's when the pressure's on you gotta keep uh yeah bigger and bigger i think what happens and sort of when you get to that level is what the hard part is like your audience will just laugh like they're like trained to laugh that's true um so it gets harder to figure out what's actually funny because there's it's so interesting how like no matter how long you do it there are so many ideas that you have that you're like this is funny right and then sometimes it's not like sometimes you're just like oh i made a leap that doesn't make sense sure sure um so I think it just depends on how you handle that. And I like to think that I would handle that well, but I yeah. don't really know. Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, because of so many, I mean, we, not that we talked to a lot of comedians, but we've had, you know, a handful of comedians on. And it seems like most comedians start by writing from an, an area of trauma or an area of pain. A little darker place. Yeah, you know, and you think like once you get to the the pinnacle and you're there, does it, does all of a sudden, is it harder to, to make jokes? Almost like even like, at that level, the darkness doesn't go away. Well, right, right. Yeah, and you can always dig deeper and mine more right like once you're at that level you also have money for like a really good therapist or you could just i mean you could go get addicted to crack or something so you got something to you know, oh yeah there's, yeah. there's plenty of drugs. turn there for a minute yeah i mean <laughs> if all of a sudden you're like i'm clueless i don't know what to you know just you know go get yourself an addiction you'd be good to go for a while <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you find your processes to write jokes do you write them every day just inspiration or sit down j- and I don't write jokes every day, but I do write every day. Um, usually on the subway, I'll do some free writing. Um, sometimes that's the only writing I do for the day. I find that jokes never really come from that, but it feels like I'm just clearing out the cobwebs in my oh, okay. brain to like make space for jokes to come. <laughs> that um, makes sense. Sometimes I'm like very intentional about it, and I'll sit down and I'll sort of look at the headlines and try to think of a topical joke or or go like this is what everybody's talking about I should probably think of a take but a lot of times it's just like going for a walk and thinking about my set or being in the shower or or on stage so what are you writing if it's not jokes like a book script just free write just like stream of consciousness most of the time for publishing or just for yourself? No, no, no. Just for I just have like notebooks. Gotcha. Okay. Notebooks yeah, upon notebooks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seemed like you'd write a screenplay or something. 
it um, feels that way but that feels kind of like a dig <laughs> no 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 that was a compliment damn you that <laughs> you could do it well yeah <laughs> um so now you're in New York. When did you get involved in the roast battles? Because you're a pretty darn good roaster, too. Very which, natural. Which I didn't. When I first saw, like, I saw the clips, like, here you are roasting. I'm like, she's got to get her. She's got to get destroyed because you seem so nice and so sweet. And so I'm like, there's no way. But you uh, you definitely hold your own roasting. Um, thank you. I I did. Th- you know, there was like a time when roast battles were like all the rage. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I did them then it's uh i don't know it's like a fun joke joke writing exercise yeah but there it's so specific and niche and it got to a point where like roasts are the most fun when you're doing it against somebody who you're friends with because yeah. you know each other and it's it really is coming from like a place of love um in this very dysfunctional dysfunctional way <laughs> but i i felt like as time moved on it became the return was not as as great for the investment. It's so much time. Sure. And I found that the people who I was roasting were not people who I knew at all. And so you're just like messaging each other. Like, here's some fun facts about me. Do oh. what you want with that. Um, I also, I think as time has moved on and as I've gotten a little bit older, I find it less interesting to be mean. Sure, um, sure. When I was in like my mid twenties, that I and like early, tw- that was like fun to be like, because we're just like closer to high school. And um, but I've found now that like, it's also the same thing of like when I first started stand up, I was doing sort of my best Sarah Silverman impression and sure. trying to shock the audience, and that reaction became less and less like appealing to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and less interesting i think it's more fun if you can make like if you can be like kind of nice and sweet and funny right so you have a whole bit a bunch of bad stuff that you won't ever will never say again correct (laughs) i think most comedians do yeah i never resurrect okay yeah i mean the the, one of the ones i watched with you and and liz mcgee Mm -hmm. is that liz mcgee are you are you, you two really best of friends yeah Okay, because you yeah you guys were pretty ruthless with each with each other, and I'm like yeah that would be tough if it's somebody you like you knew for a couple of weeks or whatever, and you went after each other that hard. Like I'm like ooh that can no so. Liz Liz is my like comedy wife. Like we we she she saved me when I came to New York. She she was at a lot of the open mics. She was the only other woman, and so okay. we we kind of glommed onto each other. And, yeah. Um, she lives in LA now and is like writing TV and is amazing. I saw her when I was in LA for um for Kimmel. So humble brag. Yeah. For, <laughs> for, for Kimmel. That... When I was there for Jimmy Kimmel, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of it. Yeah. But yeah, I love Liz and all of yeah. she's the best. How was your uh, how was your experience with, with Jimmy Kimmel? I love that yeah. you just you asked him. It's not like he saw the thing <laughs> and then said, Hey, let's come on. You were like right into his face hey make let me on your show yeah i mean Baller. you know I, I think make it hard for people to say no to you right right he, yeah at that point what's he gonna do the attention yeah. he's like no way damn it i gotta <laughs> i mean he could have just ignored it or whatever or said sure. like let's see what we can do and then never followed up right and i wouldn't blame anybody for that but the whole experience is like very surreal um you know like I 
I had been trying to get on late night for a few years. I had submitted videos and gotten notes to other shows and back and forth. And um, so when I saw that he had retweeted it, I figured I'd shoot my shot. Yeah. Um, it was it was awesome. I like flew out there and and the everybody there seemed very happy to work there which is nice yeah yeah that's cool very nice and it was just a it was a cool experience on top of like it that all also happened in those two weeks that were insane and um you know like i think when you messaged me i was like i can do your podcast in a month (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) um so it i think i was just fully running on adrenaline for those two weeks but it was nice to have some like positive fun adrenaline and just to do stand up and show that like I can do stand up. It's not that I just right. drink a beer and be quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Were you, were you happy? I mean, I, I know this is a stupid question because all you comedians will say no, but were you happy with your set on Kimmel? Did you think it went well? Yeah, it went well. Okay, I, good, good. I think it went as, as look like it was my first time on TV. Well, not my first time on TV, but my first time doing stand up on TV. Yeah. Um, and my first time on TV was like earlier that week, you know? So it's not as if I'm <laughs> this like, seasoned right comedian on television um so look like when I watched it I was like oh I can see like a little bit of my nerves poking through but I think that's normal and oh yeah and and next time that hopefully won't happen but like it was just fun it was cool well, you packed a lot of laughs into four and a half or five minutes, whatever it was. I mean, it was joke, joke, joke. So it was, I mean, even if you were a little nervous, it was, it was funny. There was a lot of laughter. So thanks. Yeah. It felt like, um, it feels like you're trying to do like a quick ad for like why people should come see you. Yeah. Your best sure. stuff. Did you, yeah. You'd be like, I got to get my best stuff. I think it was just like, what's it, what's the best introduction to me? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's sure. Nice. Sure. Well, you know, if Jimmy Kimmel would have watched your comedy and said, and we were horrible. He's like, I'm not putting that on my show. Right. So he enjoyed you. <laughs> yeah. And I still had to like submit a tape to that. You know, it was. Yeah. I still sent them. Here's the jokes that I'm going to do. They were just like, okay, great. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And as, and as far as for uh, coming on our podcast yet, we're, we're fine. I, I was thrilled when you actually reached. I'm like, there's no way at this point you're going to even return messages to a small podcast. Like, why would you? So, so we really appreciate it. Very nice. Thank you. Anything and- for Wisconsin. <laughs> perfect we were right from the right someday there. i'll be there and the other thing i like is because we can you know we can all be uh open and honest you were like you you were openly honest about how you were going to milk this thing for all it was worth and of course when we saw it happen i'm like i gotta message her we gotta see if we can get her on we you know Love that. Shot. yeah like people are gonna want to watch and you i mean and not that we can be picky but we're kind of the same thing as jimmy Kimmel. if i didn't think you were funny i wouldn't have, i mean it'd have been like yeah, okay that's fine but but you are hilarious yeah. so thank you and we do love talking comedy and we are trying harder and to get more and more comics and, and, uh, it's have you guys sm- ever done stand up? No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Would you not today for sure. We have said, uh, <laughs> if we, if, if, and when we make it down to Austin for, for, we'll go to kill Tony and we'll both sign up Okay. that. So we will do that. We'll both sign up. And if we have, if we're forced to do it, we'll do it. But no, no, I, no, I like hiding behind the webcam. It's a lot easier. Okay, so, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've never can really considered myself funny. So no, sure, sure, sure. We make, uh, we make each... that hasn't stopped a lot of comedians. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. true. I mean, we make each other laugh, but that's because we're both dipshits. So right. it doesn't really. <laughs> <That> <laughs> but I guess that's one way to think of it. Well, if it makes me laugh, 
they'll laugh. And if I am laughing, I won't see if they're laughing or not. So right. okay. that's true. That's true. That's and that's my strategy if I get forced to go up there. Yeah. There is a lot of like if you're having fun, the yes. audience will have fun. Right. Or if you're just goofy and awkward. Did you the one episode of Kill Tony, that comedian went up and didn't say a word for the entire 60 seconds? It was the funniest thing I've ever he just stood there and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So how did you wow. uh, how did you get hooked up with uh, Kristen Bray to do the writing on this as goes Wisconsin? So Kristen, um, we when the when the pandemic first hit, she moved back from LA back to Wisconsin. Okay, and started doing sort of a version of as goes Wisconsin. It was like the like the it was like a draft version where she was sort of just doing headlines and then trying to make jokes. And she reached out through one of the, you know, one of the comedian groups that I'm in basically said, I'm doing this. Like, I'm looking for people to sort of help write, Okay. Uh, you know, I'll put up the setups, you put in the punchlines. So it was me and a few other people were on that spreadsheet and I was looking for something to do and I love writing jokes. So I, I said I would do it. And then it, she would like the, the jokes that not to like brag, 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 but the jokes that she would pick were mostly mine. Yeah. And then go ahead and brag. We we just sort of started like talking and she was figuring out what the show, what as goes Wisconsin was going to be. And, and I had nothing else to do. And I really liked Kristen. I thought she was really smart. And, um, and so we just started doing it together where I don't do it anymore, unfortunately, because I've just gotten busy, but it was such a fun way to learn about the history and the culture of Wisconsin. And Um, you probably know more than both of us. I was just, just going to say that, yeah, <laughs> probably. It was very cool. We yeah. actually, well, I'll, I'll humble brag a little bit. Actually, we actually have her coming on too, so we're going to talk awesome. to her in January. I think so. Yes. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited because it's you know, I mean, talk about trying to get more and more like more local people to us, and being in Wisconsin, it's not easy to find comedians. So yeah. <laughs> there's not a you know, I mean, there's a small comedy it's scene com- around yeah, us, we but got a good scene. But, but uh, we don't know them. <laughs> yeah, to have somebody from Wisconsin coming on is nice. So we're we're looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, she's so she's so thoughtful and like intentional with with her work. Um, yeah, yeah. I respect it a lot. Yeah. So your appearance on the uh, Misadventure or the Marvelous Miss Maisel. So I wasn't you... on Marvelous Was Mrs. It... Maisel. I did warm up. Um, for the crew. Was... No, it was a, there was a, a couple of scenes in one of the seasons that required like 300 extras. Um, and so in between takes, because it was like, they were supposed to like walk, be watching her do stay. It was like when she was right. performing for the troops, I think is the, was the mm-hmm. setup. So, so in between takes to keep their attention and to keep them sort of in this mindset that they were at a comedy show, I would go up and do, con- so it was just a two day gig, but did there. you uh how long are you up there for these for these little sets it really varied there was no knowing it was like <laughs> somebody would just like hand you a microphone and go okay go up and then you just went until they were ready to to until they had reset and it didn't matter like if you were in the middle of a punchline or or a set, like, it didn't matter what? you just got off when they said to get off and then the next time you would go like okay where were we <laughs> i'm all right what if you run out of stuff um, that was a fear for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden there's a makeup disaster and you got to be out there for two hours. Got it. Improv, yeah, no, improv. I was concerned, um, but, but it worked out. It was fine. Good. Were you able to interact with the audience? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was 
Yeah, that's no, cool. A no, different different set, not rules, but just different way of doing it. The only rules were like don't take any pictures. Oh, sure, sure. Did they shoot the that? Did they shoot that in New York? It was in Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I've never watched it, but I I did know that she was a, a stand up in the show, so I figured that was kind of what it was all oh, about. Yeah, it's a great show. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I enjoy it. Did you watch it? I watched a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so a show about comedy isn't your thing. <laughs> I think it's really hard to watch a show where somebody is living your dream. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. So what? What? Well, that went deep. Deeper than I thought. <laughs> what show has your attention right now? Um, White Lotus. Yeah, I've um, heard. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm an episode behind. So don't spoil anything. No, I haven't seen it. I've just heard. I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's really great. It's it's um it's a really great slow build. Yeah. Um, with incredible characters, and it's like pretty funny. Um, I've been watching a lot of this show called Alone. Yep, I love that. Is that that's that's the one in a lot like out in the Arctic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that show <laughs> a lot. I think I'm really comforted by the idea that like when the grid goes down, which it will, um, there are people who will be fine. How how fine will you be? Oh, I'll die immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'll die I'll gone. be gone so fast. What about your husband? Did you at least marry into somebody who can keep you alive for a bit? He, yeah he used to be an engineer um, there you he's go like pretty handy he cooks and okay he's he's very creative he's like a really good problem solver yeah it's stuff like that you said you used to be an engineer is he living off your jimmy kimmel money is that what's <laughs> happening now <laughs> no well he he was a stand-up for a while okay. and then sort of transitioned into uh writing more so he um he has like written and like made pilots before oh cool he, he um he and Nate Bargatze like sold and made a pilot together. Nice. Um, he's yeah. So he he does that stuff. He also has a walking tour company in New York. So if you oh, nice. are in New York and you want to take that's, a walking tour, that's cool. So he knows. So see he the kn stuff. Does he know a bunch of history then about New York, or is it? Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. It's a nice way. Like whenever we're walking around, I kind of just like try to be like, "Tell me about that building." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that that looks interesting. I wonder how long that's been there. And he's like, "Actually." <laughs> he's so so he born and raised in new york yeah he was born in yonkers okay like All right. in here, but yeah very cool very cool did, did you, you meet him on the comedy scene i was gonna say yeah did you meet him doing stand-up did yeah. yeah we met um <laughs> we met when the creek in the cave was in queens that's where we met it was like okay. my first week in new york and uh they used to hold an award show that was very like tongue-in-cheek it was just an excuse to have like open bar <laughs> And um, I, because I had just moved from New Orleans, I, and I still do, um, I carried a koozie with me everywhere, which I think everybody should. For some <laughs> reason, nobody in New York does. I think because nobody really does a lot of like outdoor drinking here, yeah. which is one of New York's many flaws. <laughs> um, but I, I had, I, I was at the bar, I got a beer and I put, I slid my koozie into it or I slid it into my koozie. And then I heard this voice behind me go, did you bring your own koozie to the <laughs> bar? And I turned around and I was like, who is this judgmental voice? I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. You'd fit right in in Wisconsin for sure. I know. Mm -hmm. That's why I love Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like the New Orleans of the North. That's And she's got all the history of Wisconsin. Yeah, that's true. Without the beads, thankfully. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like cold New Orleans. It's yeah, That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking cold today. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead. Do you uh, do you still play saxophone? From time to time, I have a little uh, synthesizer. Okay. Saxophone. Um, that I play sometimes, but I. You know what? The reason I stopped was because I developed jaw problems. Oh. Um. So I'll still play sometimes, but like it is kind of physically painful <laughs> to do it. Oh. So, uh-huh. Unfortunately. That's bad. Yeah, I love I love the saxophone. So I wish yeah, I. Yeah. Do you play? I, no. No. <laughs> do you play thankful. anything? Um. Just with myself. That's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I am not music. I've tried guitar and can't can't. Just yeah, my uh, my daughter's playing piano right now, so I'm kind of secondhandedly trying to to learn through her. Learn off her. Yeah, yeah, it's not going so well. She'll but, teach you. Yeah. Is she taking lessons, or she's just like teaching herself? No, she's taking lessons right now. Yeah. So cool. she's only seven, so she's she's brand new to it, and but she's picking it up pretty quickly. So I'm hoping maybe she'll be able to teach me. Yeah. You get into the saxophone because of the love of it, or was it those? In grade school, you're forced to take an instrument. Um, so yeah, in grade school, you're like forced to pick an instrument. But my older brother played saxophone, and I like very much wanted to be like him. Like I, <laughs> I just thought he was the coolest, and like wanted to do whatever he did. Okay. So, and we already had a saxophone at home, so I chose that. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then I really loved it. It yes, it, wonderful sounds. What's your style of music? Jazz or classical? Oh, classical. Okay. Yeah classic um, i used to go to this uh this saxophone workshop every summer that was uh it was a week long it was like 40 saxophones um, and we would play it was all classical music wow that's cool it's very beautiful music that's for sure <laughs> it, was a, it was a saxophone orchestra that wow was, yeah it, it's like the, it, it could sound really awful sometimes <laughs> but it was cool because you know you have all the all the because saxophone comes in all in all different sizes so right. all different voices so you could you could really make make a whole orchestra <laughs> that's cool <laughs> as long as it worked mm-hmm. well and saxophone is also what? sorry to nerd out a little bit but like in most classical pieces, there's no part written for saxophone because saxophone was invented much later than all of the other instruments that are like classically in an orchestra. Oh, sure. So, I was wondering that. I'm like, I don't remember sax being in classicals. Okay, but it's not. So we were often like left out. So in order to play for a bunch of us to have the opportunity to play classical music, we had to have a whole saxophone orchestra. Just do it yourself. Yeah, oh, that's the way to do it. <laughs> well, that must have been <laughs> like that the been interesting. comedy scene. Yeah. Well, so when you're younger, how what year did you say I, I want to do that, or um, who was your who did you watch all the time? Comedy. Yeah. Um. So I didn't. I I you know I grew up like before YouTube and stuff. So I would watch just truly whatever was on like premium blend or comedy central. Yeah. Um, but then, so I, I didn't have like a discerning palette. Um, and then my dad and I, my dad would always, li- so I lived half an hour away from my school. Um, uh, and my dad would always listen to Bob and Tom radio <laughs> when he was taking me. So that's like, that was, I think like most of my exposure to comedy. So my, earliest like favorite comedians it's a real like 
smorgasbord of <laughs> comedians. It was like Nikki Glaser, mm-hmm. Gary Goldman, Rodney Carrington, <laughs> uh, Mike Birbiglia, and like just like just anybody who was on Bob and Tom. I was gonna say, the Bob and Tom, yeah, yeah, they yeah they that kind of that's what Warren, it is. Um, oh yeah, Greg Hahn. Yeah, it was just like just those guys just anybody on that circuit was like my favorite comedians any uh thoughts of getting on there the show yourself yeah that'd be cool <laughs> have you did you have you ever submitted tapes to them or anything no i haven't um i have only like really just started headlining in the last like four or five months yeah so um sorry i got sidetracked because my dog <laughs> farted and it is so foul um, <laughs> and that's reality instagram versus reality just happened here <laughs> that's fantastic um, we've all been but, there uh, but yeah at some point i would love to yeah for sure they're uh they're, they're still no, they're no the beard and dimples but right heck dimples right. and the beard sorry i guess i wouldn't even know how to get on bob and tom i mean do they invite you or you don't submit so? well we we wouldn't but yeah. as a comedian <laughs> we wouldn't as yeah. a comedian <laughs> You know, I got I got to say though, I don't know. We, we had them for a while and they took them away. When you asked if we were comics, that's the second time now, the second comedian who has asked that. So I'm starting to think maybe No. Unless you were asking out of pity, like you're, no. you you guys aren't comics, are you? No, no, no. It's it was just... more about you're not comics, are you? <laughs> you know, a lot of comics have podcasts. Right. Um, so You do. Where's where's yours? I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I I I don't want to do one just for the sake of like having one. I I would like there to be a purpose. Sure. Um. So I don't know. I you know I had one one time about like it was a lot of work. I don't know why we did this to ourselves, but we did. Um. I did it with Molly Rubin Long, and we would like each pick like an unknown woman in history to like sort of like talk about. But that was Oof. so much research. <laughs> um. And um. Yeah, it was just a lot. Um. But yeah, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Gonna... Okay. Capitalize. Yeah. Just right. To decide what to what to do. Yeah. So where where uh where are your where are you gonna be in the next little bit? You uh moving around the country, traveling around the country a little bit? Yeah. Is this the promo section? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I guess we're getting there. <laughs> we don't don't necessarily have to be, but no, I was just curious. Um. Okay. So December sixteenth, I'll be in Princeton, New Jersey, at Catch a Rising Star um new year's eve weekend the 29th through the 31st i'll be at the arlington draft house in arlington virginia oh cool um january 20th and 21st i'll be at creek in the cave in austin texas and then january 26th through the 28th i'll be at comedy bar in toronto all right i'm moving around nice yeah so we'll see you first time in canada we can see you on kill tony after your after (laughs) creek in the cave you gotta you gotta get on there (laughs) <laughs> no not anymore no she's done being mean oh that's true that's... She can't, could you could ever do it today could you i'm sorry what the go on kill tony you today you just think you yeah, could do it i think it's just probably not for me <laughs> See? told you okay well then joe rogan i guess it's fine <laughs> <laughs> there you go when you're in austin you gotta you know gotta make it worth your while gotta make the rounds for sure, for sure. Um, getting a lot of attention for expanding your tour since all this exposure into um, the Midwest. Hint, hint. Yeah, yeah. There'll be it'll it'll 
we're still sort of still trying to figure out what my calendar is going to look like for the next year but yeah there'll be things are popping off a little bit there will be more dates um you can always go to my website arielliascomedy.com and check out because that stuff gets updated or like you can just look at the link tree in my bio on all my social media which is ariel underscore comedy awesome underscore comedy awesome and there's plenty of clips on your instagram page to go and and inspirations or that you got going on yeah inspirations yeah yeah well talk about subject matters like sure 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 in addition to clips is what i'm trying to that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. That, right. Is that, that gummy kicking in? <laughs> it just might be. It just might be. <laughs> the reviews are I don't are know in. why I thought it was a good idea. I do. I'm a dummy. The reviews are in. Well, <laughs> well, we won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Again, Thanks we for having me. say it all the time. Anytime we're lucky enough to get somebody, we... Uh, We appreciate you giving our our little podcast a chance. Of course. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll let you know when I come to Wisconsin. Absolutely. We'll be there. I'm just going to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. (laughs) That's the shortest podcast we've ever done. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.